Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode and good morning. Alright guys, so in this episode I want to cover a couple of things. Um, the two topics is, first I want to recap on how the biogas digester is doing um, with the whole system and everything. Uh, and then I want to talk about my off-grid solar system, the Tesla batteries and stuff like that, what's going to be happening with them. So, um, let's recap on the biogas. So the biogas digester is producing gas, but it's CO2. Um, so usually the first time that your biogas digester starts up and starts to produce gas, that first round of gas is CO2, which is the opposite of what we want, right? But that's just part of the process. And so um, I'm letting it do, do its thing to uh, you know, produce its CO2 because usually once it stops producing the CO2, um, it'll start producing that flammable gas finally. Um, so, you know, we're getting through the stages here. You know, we, we put together the biogas digester. Um, we put um, X amount of, um, we put, I think, I think I actually put 85 pounds, no, 85 gallons, sorry, 85 gallons of um, cow manure in there. Um, then we have these, the solar hot water heating panels um, that's going to a radiant floor heating system. Um, underneath the biogas digester that's all up and running and working flawlessly and really good in fact it's 8 30 in the morning now and i'm currently waiting for the first time for it to turn on because it's heating the water up and i believe as of right now it's like 120 degrees um, at 150 degrees or 160 degrees um, the pump will automatically turn on and start circulating that hot water um, through the radiant floor heating system and it, it'll go on and off all day depending on you know, if we have enough sun and if there's heat to be gained. Uh, so that's working good. Um, so yeah, the biogas digester essentially as of right now is done. Um, the only two things that I, I still want to do. First of all, I ran all my electrical wires and all my stuff out there because I do have a um, heater element also in the biogas digester. But that only turns on um, after my solar system is 100% charged. So once my solar system gets fully charged, um, it starts to dump all that extra power into the biogas digester as well um, to as a second heating source. And then obviously the third heating source is the, su the sun itself, um, you know, beaming down onto the biogas digester bag and all of that. Um, so, yeah, um, we're doing good. Um, it's just taking a little bit longer to um, to get the gas production, at least even the CO2 to produce because it's such a big biogas digester. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Um, but we are in those stages, right? We put everything together. We built everything. Um, and, you know, we're just waiting for the CO2 to be finished and then we can have flammable gas finally. So <clears throat> so I'm not sure how many more days that's going to be because <coughs> we're, we're now officially over the two-week mark. Um, I think we're heading into the third week already um, on this biogas digester as far as when I first got it started up. Um, so, yeah, you know, we're, we're within our time frame and, and we're doing OK. Um, now, obviously, if I would have had some better weather when I first set everything up, because um, right now it's still like kind of stormy. I mean, not stormy, but it's bad weather. Right. And as of right now, it's nice and sunny outside. But I can see over by the horizon side there is a massive cloud cover coming over and it's been like this for, I don't know, pretty much for a week now where it's nice and sunny in the morning. And then usually by 10 o'clock or so, we have this big cloud cover come over and it's just cloudy all day. 
Um, so, you know, it's the, the weather and the environment that is also affecting the production, especially on the startup, because the activation process is the one of the most critical parts, because once it does start producing um, flammable gas, then we're rocking and rolling, you know. So we're kind of in that gray area right now where we're producing gas, but we're producing CO2, and soon we will be producing um, flammable gas. So it's kind of just a waiting period, um, that kind of stuff. Um, also, what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, empty out the biogas digester storage bag that's on top of the biogas digester itself because it is all CO2, which is unusable. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and empty all of that out. That way um, it can, you know, start replacing it with either more CO2 or flammable gas, you know. Um, that way I can, you know, catch the part when it starts to make flammable gas faster. Because if I just allow it to fill, the flammable gas will mix with the CO2, which will be unburnable. Um, so, you know, I want to be able to catch it earlier. So, um, we're just in a um, waiting period here, you know, holding pattern, um, letting it do its thing. So, yeah, good news on the biogas digester um, topic. So, now let's talk about the uh, my off-grid solar system, you know, my um, Tesla batteries and all that. So, I have some good news. I was actually able to do some testing and charge up that battery. And, and it holds and, and I don't know it just it's kind of funny how that worked I don't know what's going on but I tested it I checked it and it's it's holding um, so and then I discharged it and then I uh, went ahead and um, you know charged it back up and it's working fine um, so technically all the batteries are in good shape I mean that one battery that I covered in my other podcast where it was staying on the lower side seems to be working okay <coughs> I think what it is, is because I tested it by itself, right? That battery is, is good. It's just not as good as the other batteries. You know what I mean? So the other batteries are in like better condition uh, and they're able to take the charge in more efficiently and stuff like that. So it seems like this um, one battery that was having an issue um, keeping up with the others. I think that's what's happening. Um, but with that said, obviously at some point this battery will stop working. Um, but it is, it is working. Um, but I, st I'm still running my home on only the four Tesla batteries and I have the other two batteries disconnected because I have to wire everything in pairs because it's 24 volt modules in order to get 48 volts. So that's the update on the battery itself. Now, what I did was I put the batteries up for sale and I'm actually only selling the five good batteries. And I even say that I'm willing to give the six battery for free even though I was able to charge it up because we don't know how long that battery may last or not last. So obviously I don't want to sell batteries or anything to someone if there's an issue. And if there is an issue, um, you know, I want them to be aware of the issues. Um, that way, you know, obviously they know what they're getting into and um, they know what they're, they're facing when they get ready to hook up their system. Um, but technically I'm only selling the five batteries and so the six battery is for free. Um, so that's a pretty good deal because, you know, they could, you know, make use of the battery and figure something out or it's really up to them. Um, but I am not charging for that six battery that has a little issue as far as um, not charging as fast or as efficient as the other batteries. So now with that said, um, I put it up for sale and within five minutes of me posting it up for sale, I already had somebody message me. I actually had two people message me within like 10 minutes of posting the um the batteries for sale um one person um we started talking and all of a sudden he just stopped responding i don't know what it's about uh then the other person um is really interested 
he's actually a, um, a person moving from the U.S. mainland to Hawaii. And um, he said he currently has a um, older, smaller setup. He's running, I believe, a 12-volt system on lead-acid batteries. And he said he wants to upgrade to a bigger system. So he's extremely interested in the batteries. So he said um, in a week or so when he um, flies back to Hawaii, um, he wants to take a look at the batteries. And if they're still available by then, he said he'd probably, he's going to take a look at them. And if everything looks good to him, uh, he said that he'd probably purchase the batteries for what I'm asking. I'm actually selling the batteries for $1,500 a piece. Um, and essentially, I'm the one taking the loss because I had to pay shipping fees and hazmat fees and crating fees and all these things to bring these batteries over. Um, and realistically, if anyone else in the island wanted to buy a Tesla battery from the mainland, because you can't just get them here, um, you know, they're just not available here, um, you have to ship them in. And no matter what, you're going to be spent, you're going to spend way more on all of that compared to me selling them for $1,500. So I'm priced right where I need to be. Um, and I'm not going to budge on the price at all um, because I'm already losing money. You know what I mean? Um, but I did get some use out of them, obviously. Um, for the last three or four years, um, we've been running on those Tesla batteries and, you know, no problems, tons of power really, um, besides that one battery issue. Now I told him, I said, well, I'm also considering selling my total off-grid solar system without the solar panels. What does that mean? That means that I am considering selling even all my inverters, my charge controllers, all the communication stuff, all the Mate 3S, the display for inside the house. Um, so to kind of guys give you guys a recap of what my system consists of, the components. Um, let's start with the charge controllers first. I have, I used to have three or four charge controllers, um, but I gave a couple away to family members because they needed them because they're off grid and they needed some um, power. Um, so as of right now, I have two charge controllers. I have a Midnight Solar. Um, 200 um, that I use for my wind turbine that I'm not selling. I'm keeping that. Um, then I have a Flexmax 80 Outback um, solar charge controller. And that's what's actually hooked up to all my solar panels. And then obviously I do have um, solar panels. Um, and then as far as um, coming, you know, converting from DC to AC, I have a double stack Outback inverter system. And both inverters are 48 volts, but they can actually work on 60 volts because I've successfully run the whole system on 60 volts when I had the smart Tesla batteries previously, um, which is a higher voltage Tesla battery. It's a 60 volt battery. So I was actually able to run everything perfectly fine uh, until somebody wanted to buy the batteries out for me and then I ended up selling them to them. So then I switched back to 48 volt. <coughs> so um, I do have a double stack. 48 volt inverters, they output 240 volts um, each. Um, and so, well, I mean, you can wire them actually in a couple of different ways. Um, essentially, you could run your whole home on just one, but the second inverter is there also if you have really high power demands. So if you start to exceed the power on the first inverter, the second inverter will automatically kick in to make up the difference on that load. Um, so that way your house doesn't get shut down or the inverters don't shut off. Um, so basically, it can help share the load between the two inverters. Um, and then there is a DC breaker panel on the right-hand side. So that's all DC breakers and DC wires coming in. It goes through the inverter, which converts the, a the DC to AC. And then on the left side, I have an AC 
breaker panel that's all connected. It's all in one, right? It's all in one. And um, that AC side is now usable power um, that gets um, put out to a breaker panel, to another breaker panel that comes into my house. Um, and then obviously we have the Tesla batteries. Um, then I have a Mate 3S, which is the display that you can mount in your house to monitor your system. The out, you know, the outback system, how the inverters are doing, how much power they're using, how much you're consuming, how much you're producing, how the charge controllers are doing, you know, all of that stuff. Um, what else do I have in line with everything? Uh, and a bunch of really thick cables. That's another thing too. When I, um, first put this system online, I end up rewiring all of the, the wiring inside of it. I end up upgrading all the wires to a bigger size, way heavier due to your size. And what that's done is that has basically um, dropped down or eliminated any voltage loss that I would have between or inside any of the components because I essentially removed all the smaller wires and the smaller wires are factory. I mean, they're, they're size appropriate, but I went ahead and upgraded them. I'm just that type of person. So inside of all this stuff with all these wires, there's a lot of money just in bigger, thicker wire that I put in there to make it more robust. Um, so, yeah. Um, essentially I did put a post up on selling the total system. So not just the batteries, but the total system, meaning the inverters, the everything I just mentioned to you guys, um, including the batteries all together as a bundle, except for solar panels. Um, whoever was, whoever would be purchasing the system, all they would have to do is purchase solar panels. Cause I don't feel like selling my solar panels because I need them. Now, you guys might be thinking, well, why are you considering selling everything if everything is working fine? Well, like in my last podcast, I don't mind playing around and trying new things and just, you know, tinkering around, you know, like most people would just leave the system alone and let it rock and roll. You know what I mean? And sure, I could do that. But then again, too, the, I, I like to tinker around with things. I like to try things, especially new things. You know, there is newer types of technology that's that exists now. And I want to try those things. I want to try different inverters and charge controllers and, um, you know, batteries and all these things. So I did make the decision that I am going to sell essentially the whole solar system except for the solar panels itself. Um, I put that post up and I've had already this morning, um, someone mentioned said that um, he's interested in the total system because I am selling the total system with the batteries and inverter and charge controllers and all that stuff I mentioned all together as a, as a bundle. Um, and he said that he'd be willing to come by tomorrow and pick them up already. But I did message him and I, cause you know, sometimes when you deal with people, you know, you have to be very straight about what you're expecting of them as well. And so I told him in a message, I said, look, I said, um, you know, it's all sales are final. There is no warranty cash only, Right. And I'm firm on the price. So I told him, I said, if your plan is to try to lowball me or try to, you know, only offer me X amount of money for the system, I said, I'm going to refuse you. And if, you, if that's your plan, then there's no sense of us meeting up to make this deal happen because I'm going to refuse the deal. I said, I'm very firm on the price and I'm not budging on the price. The reason for it is, guys, because I know how much all this stuff cost me originally. That invert, that double stack inverter system with the DC breaker box on the one, one side, the AC breaker box on the other side, the Mate 3S, the communication hub, you know, all this stuff for that um, inverter system is over $8,000. Easy. In fact, the selling point on them are is about $7,500 something. 
And that doesn't include shipping to get it here in Hawaii. You know, and these and that inverter system took three of us and a car jack to mount it to the wall because it's so heavy. It's so heavy duty. It's a it's a great inverter system. Outback makes some really good inverters and stuff. Some of the best. So um, you know, I know the value of what it is. It's actually valued more than eight thousand. But then again, too, it's been in operation for a couple of years, obviously. So basically, I'm selling it for half the price. Half the price. That's a deal because you won't be able to get that deal anywhere here. So whoever decides to buy, if they do decide to buy the total package, inverters and batteries all together and charge controller, um, then yes, they're going to be getting a pretty sweet deal. Um, so it's up for sale right now for with the inverters and everything and the Tesla batteries. It's up for sale for $11,500 um, as of right now. I don't know if I want to go up on the price or lower on the price. The way I feel is that that's a comfortable price. I feel okay with letting it go for. I might be a little bit on the too low end, but it's okay, you know, because all I'm going to do is take that money and reflip it back into, um, you know, a different type of system. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to cover my total system, my new system that I want to put in, um, but regardless, it'll be money towards it, you know. So, um, yeah, um, we're going to see what happens. Um, and I also said that I'm also willing to part out the batteries. So if someone only sees the post with the bundle, um, you know, they can also just purchase the batteries or the inverters or whatever, you know. So, but I would pre preferably like to sell the total system, you know, the, the inverters and everything with the batteries just because I have everything matched up so well. Everything's already pre-programmed, you know. So whoever was to buy it, all they'd have to do is basically remount it in their location, hook up their wires to the batteries, hook up their AC power to the breaker panel, and turn everything on. You know, make sure they have their solar coming in, and that's it. Everything is programmed. Everything is done. They, they can turn on the switch and start running power already, you know? That easy. <coughs> so, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Now, obviously, I'm not going to take less money um, for any of the components because I know the value of them. And um, obviously, I'm going to be reinvesting that money um, in a new system. Now, the other thing is I may just purchase a brand new system, um, different inverters, different brands, different batteries, different everything. I'm obviously going to film all that for YouTube to show you guys what's the new system and how all this is going to work. Um, but um, I might actually just purchase it ahead of time and then wait to sell the, you know, the components I currently have. Because if the if I was to sell all the stuff tomorrow, I would have no power tomorrow, <laughs> right? I still need to purchase all the other new stuff and have it shipped in, you know. <laughs> so um, this is why I did post it a little bit earlier than me getting all the new stuff in because um, you know I wanted to test the market. I wanted to see because if it's going to take a little bit longer to sell everything or the, the the bundle or whatever, then at least I'm already ahead of the game, right? Um, but the adverse effect is if it sells right away. Um, then, well, I won't have any power. <laughs> oh my God. It's going to have to shut down the house and use candles, boys. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, it's funny in the back of my mind, I keep telling myself, why am I going to sell everything? You know, everything works good. Um, in fact, guys, I just got a message as I'm making this podcast. Um, somebody in my local area seen the, seen the, um, post that I have on the system in fact, I'll read it to you. So you guys, oh, I don't know if I can. Let me see. How can I do this? 
Okay, so it says, um, Aloha, I'm interested in your off-grid system. Um, would it be okay if I stopped by to take a look at the system? So that was a that was a message that just came in. So there is a demand for this. Absolutely. So <laughs> I'm playing a dangerous game now because I won't have power if I end up selling everything tomorrow. You know? Or the other thing is I can just say, hey, you know, if they're really interested in buying it, I can say, hey, look at it like this. If you guys can give me just a couple of weeks so I can have some stuff, you know, newer stuff shipped in or whatever, um, then, you know, at least that gives me some time without me having to shut down the house completely, you know. Now, obviously, I could hook up a generator and run my home, you know, no problem. I could easily do that. Um, the other thing is, though, I actually still have some bad regular batteries left over, not Tesla batteries. I have some sealed, um, I think they're um, AGM sealed AGM batteries and they're in really good shape um, and <laughs> I still have them in fact before I put this whole new system in um, many years ago I fully charged those batteries and they're actually sitting in the power shed on the floor against the wall out of the way so I technically do have some batteries to hold me over until the better newer system and everything else comes in so there is that option <laughs> Not as much capacity, obviously, because it's a different type of battery chemistry and battery in a hole. And, you know, they're not as much amp hours, but it would hold me over, you know. So that's why I kept those batteries just in case I ever had an issue or something came up and I needed to utilize some batteries for power temporarily. I did have some backup um, batteries on hand. And the reason why I, went with the, I, I kept the sealed AGM batteries and I never sold them was because they're sealed. There's no maintenance and they were actually strong, good batteries. Only problem is, is that they're way lower on the um, the kilowatt hour, the, the kilowatts, uh, and also the amp hours on them. They're just a lot lower, right? Um, but they're good batteries, you know. So yeah, as soon as I'm done with this podcast, I'm going to be messaging back this other person that just messaged me about the system, and you know, go from there. Um, yeah. Now, as far as the new system that I'm, I'm already pretty much set on purchasing. Um, that means I'm buying a um, new inverter, charge controller, uh, all, everything all together, um, and batteries. Um, the reason I'm liking these new batteries is because, first of all, it's a safer, 100% safer chemistry instead of the straight lithium-ion battery that a Tesla battery is. Also, there's no exposed anything. Everything's extremely safe on the battery, um, which is one thing I never liked about the Tesla batteries is that pretty much everything's exposed. So when you're touching the battery, moving the battery, you know, you got to be careful with this battery. You know, it's an extremely dangerous battery if mishandled, right? And so obviously I, I handle it very well, but I'm always a little iffy when I'm handling it. You know, I don't like having that stress. Um, so the newer battery that I'm thinking about purchasing is sealed, enclosed, um, safe. At no point will I have any live connections, you know, when I'm connecting things and doing things like this. Um, and also it comes with a great warranty. Um, there's two batteries I'm looking at, same brands. One comes with a five-year warranty. One comes with a 10-year warranty. Um, and obviously, if the company shuts down and they're no longer open, then the warranty means nothing. I completely understand that, and I'm aware of that. Um, but, yeah, I don't want to disclose the type of battery yet, the brand of equipment I'm purchasing. Um, but it's going to be nice, real nice. Um, the reason for it is because... This new um, inverter and charge controller and all this stuff, there's a couple features in there that I really, really like. 
And um, a lot of the older systems ne never implemented this, you know. Um, and so I'll go over more of that details later in a different um, podcast because I don't want to disclose exactly what I'm planning on purchasing um, just yet until um, I know for sure that it can be shipped here. So actually, once I get up the, the podcast with you guys, I'm going to follow up with that person that is inquiring about the system, that they want to they buy it, inquire, you know, give them the information they need. Uh, and then also I'm going to contact the company that I plan on buying my new stuff from and get a shipping quote because I, when I went online to try to purchase it, um, it, it they need a, spe, um, you know, a shipping quote um, because obviously I'm in Hawaii, so it's always never straightforward. If I lived in the U.S. mainland, most times it'd be straightforward to ship, ship straight to my door, tell me the shipping pr price, but no, we always have to call and get a freight price on shipping it here, which is going to cost more money, um, but hey, it is what it is, you know. Can't live in Hawaii and not expect things to be expensive to get shipped here. You know, it is what it is. So, yeah. Um, so, we might have some pretty exciting things happening in between, you know, a lot of other things. Um, yeah. It's going to be very interesting, guys. Another interesting fact is, um, so, like, your charge controllers, your solar charge controllers real quick, um, they have a limit. They all have limitations, right? The maximum amount of voltage that can be input and the maximum amount of amperage um, in return that can be output. So like for an um, Outback FlexMax 80s um, solar charge controller, that's 150 volts max going into it uh, and 80 amps max coming out of it. So, um, you know, you can wire your panels in a certain way. Um, so you can stay below that, but you want to stay in the higher voltage range as much as possible because everything works a little bit more efficient at the higher voltage range. So like for my solar system, every three panels are wired in series. And then all those wires come down to a combiner box so I can parallel them. And then from there, it goes into the solar charge controller, right? So I'm operating at about a anywhere between, it depends on the brightness of the sun and the weather and all that. Um, but I hover anywhere between, I think it's like 80 to 120 volts, um, somewhere in there. Uh, then it outputs, um, obviously, um, um, below the 80 amp output of that charge controller. And then essentially, a charge controller like that can handle roughly about 5,000 watts, give or take, about 5,000 watts. Um, so um, these other newer um, equipment that I'm thinking about purchasing... Uh, they have input voltage of way higher on the solar side, way higher, which means I don't have to have so many panels wired, you know, in, you know, instead of having three panels wired in series, I can, I can wire like six panels in series and then bring those wires down. So that means less wires, less congestion, less breakers. I mean, I already have all the breakers, you know, I already have everything, but at the same time, it's like, you know, um, just, it's a more simple installation. But also more efficient because everything is running way at a higher voltage on the DC coming in on the charging side of things. Um, so there's a lot of new, newer things that's you know that's come out, and I'm looking at all these things and I'm like, hmm, I can see the benefit here. I can see the benefit there, um, and you know, that's that's kind of where I'm leaning. So yeah, just a quick podcast to kind of keep you guys in the loop of what's happening here, guys. You know, uh, looks like we might be selling everything and upgrading in fact i had somebody last night message me oh man i think it was like 11 30 at night or 12 o'clock at night message me about the um the batteries and all that and um 
he was interested in purchasing purchasing maybe the whole system, um, but he said he was unsure of how much solar panels he should purchase to kind of be where I'm at with my system. And I told him like this. I said, look, I so my system produces um, my panels total is I, I have more panels that I've never hooked up. Um, because the the current amount of panels I have there is plenty, but I do have a surplus of extra brand new panels that I've never used, and it's sitting under my house. I just never pulled them out to actually use them. Um, but there's no reason to hook them up because I got tons of power as it is, and the system works perfect. So the way I looked at it like this was: why add all this extra solar when you know there's no reason to put the the solar panel in the sun yet, you know, and start degrading the panel over years, you know. That's the way I looked at it. And if obviously if I felt like I needed more solar like all the way around, then I would just start hooking up all the other panels. Um, but I don't need to. So with the current setup I have, I have 3,420 watts um, of power. And so I told him, um, no, four, is it 3,000 or 4,000? I can't remember. I got to do my calculations, guys. It's either 3,000... 3,400 or 4,400, something like that. And, um, but I, I did it last night. I'm just kind of tired, guys. A lot of stuff going on. My brain can't think properly today. Um, but uh, I told him like this. I said, look, I said, I have X amount of solar panels. They produce X amount of power. And I said, total amount, right, power. And I said, look, mo majority of the time, my total system is fully charged before lunch, you know? In fact, it's like right now it's nice and sunny. I'm still waiting for that cloud cover to come over. But really, probably in the next two hours. It's what, 9, 10, 11. So before lunch or around lunchtime, the Tesla batteries will be fully charged. The house is good to go. Batteries are healthy, you know, all the way up and charged. So the rest of the day, you know, the, the system is sitting idle unless I'm dumping all that extra power into something. And in my case, I am. I'm dumping the extra power into the biogas digester heating element. And stuff like that to use that power instead of letting it just idle off to nothing. So I told him, I said, look, this is how much watts I have. And this is how fast the system charges. I said, technically, if you can't afford all these type of panels, you could go with less panels and still get your batteries charged in one day. No problem. You don't necessarily need this much panels. Because I do, I'm very aware that everything is expensive for, you know, this type of stuff. And it costs a lot of money. Panels, batteries, inverters, all this stuff is expensive. So, you know, I'm just trying to help the person out by saying, hey, look, you don't necessarily need this much power in order to run this system efficiently and charge your batteries. You know, maybe they're on a budget or whatever it is. So I was just trying to give some advice. And he said he appreciated that. And he said he's, I even gave him the string sizing tool because he said that he could probably get X amount of panels in one wattage or he could purchase um, some other panels in a different wattage, but their, you know, their voltages are different. And so I gave him the string sizing tool for Outback. You can, anybody can download this and use it. It's free, a free, um, utility tool that Outback offers, which basically helps you size your solar panels and string your solar panels to be optimal for their solar charge controller. Right. And that's actually the string sizing tool I used to make sure that I was the most optimal with how I was going to wire my solar panels to the Outback system. And so he was grateful for that. And he said that he's going to look into that tool and try to figure out how much panels he's going to need. And then he said he'd be getting back to me. <clears throat> so we do have some a lot of interest. It's first come, first serve, obviously. Whoever's got the money, 
and willing to drop the money, you know, that's going to be the, be the person or persons um, that are the new owners of the off-grid system. And then I have to figure out <laughs> uh, when can I get my a new system in, right? So anyway, guys, um, I got some things I need to do today. Um, you know, obviously return phone calls, answer questions, talk to the company that I'm purchasing a lot of this newer stuff from and go from there, you know? So, and even if I don't sell the, the, the current system I have right away, I know it will sell just because of living in Hawaii. It's really hard to get things. And a lot of times when you see stuff pop up like for sale, it doesn't last long. Just because we all know it's hard to get stuff here, and if and if we wanted to buy it someplace else, brand new, sure we could do that, but we'd still be paying a lot of money to ship them in and stuff, you know. And even if there was a company here that sold like outback equipment like that, um, obviously they're gonna have to cover their shipping costs too. So basically, you're paying the same fees, except you're just paying a lot more money um, because of all of that, right? So you're getting a a used system because I want to make that correction. My system is used because obviously I've used it. Um, but it's in a very good condition um, system. You know, I could essentially keep the system and be perfectly fine for, God, a long time. And it, and this comes down to another thing real quick is that, you know, a lot of my podcasts I talk about not overdoing or overboarding or um, overpowering or maxing out your system, you know, regardless if it's charge controllers, inverters and stuff like that. So whoever purchases this system is definitely going to be reaping the benefits that I have implemented by not abusing the system, you know, uh, I, I cover this in many other podcasts where I, I stay below, you know, I don't want to stress out my system. I try to put heavier loads in a different aspect or different ways of doing things. That way I could really stretch out the lifespan of my system. So whoever, you know, purchases the system, little do they know that I'm the type of person that was very careful and I was, you know, basically babying my system in order to stretch out the longevity and lifespan of that system. So they're going to be getting a pretty sweet deal, you know, because I could just abuse the hell out of it and, you know, all that and then sell it. And then, you know, they're not getting the best, you know, it still worked fine. But, you know, by having, it's kind of like when you buy, you're looking to buy a used car. You don't want to buy a used car from a, a young teenager that's burning rubber all over the place, right? You want to buy a used car from an older, older couple, grandma, grandpa, because usually they're very easy on their vehicles. You know, they take it easy. So the, the vehicles in, in, in whole, the motor, everything's in better shape because they weren't abusing it. That's the same theory here with my system. I was kind of um, acting like I'm old grandpa taking care of my system, you know? <laughs> so whoever does buy it is going to get a good value on it. So um, at least that that's that. So anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. Um, stay tuned. We're going to have some updates. We'll see. The system might sell today or it might sell in a month or two. We don't know. We'll see what happens. And I'll keep you guys updated on the Bogas Digester and the new system I'm um, purchasing to um, ship in. So thanks for tuning in, guys, and I'll see you guys on the next one.